Well, in honour of International Foreign Accent Appreciation Day, we've got us an Aussie, we've got us a Yank, and we've got Scotty. Well, I guess he's just the best of both worlds. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 116, for the week of Wednesday, 14th of May, 2014. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... John. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we'll be featuring a terrific trio of Toys of the Week reviews, featuring the Toy Army Futurama Bender Talking Action Figure, the Playouts Kai DC Variant Flash Figure, and some Simpsons Lego Figures. How are you? I'm I'm the best of both worlds, thank you. Sniffly. <laughs> Mr. Jewel Citizenship. How, how, how's things? <laughs> yeah, things are fine here in Jewel Citizenship land. Uh, I often, um, I feel like I'm uh, like a accent without country after all, the, after all these years. Like, wherever I go, people think I'm not from there. So, yeah, because like I don't sound fully Australian. People, people usually kind of say like, you know, guess Scottish or something. <laughs> and then, you know, when I uh, go to the States, depending on where I go, I get anything. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, where I'm from, it's like, honey, I just love your accent. Where are you from? You've got the, the whole Christopher Lambert thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried to do anything to my accent. It's just modulated by years of abuse, I guess. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of years of abuse, how are you, John? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, ab- abused. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a rough, been a rough week at work, uh, and my allergies have decided to kick in at the end of all of it. So, um, if I sniffle and cry through this episode, I'm sorry. Yeah, you um, must be heading into spring. Yeah, yeah. It went from like 50 degrees, and then we had a 90 degree day this week. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah, it's just bizarre. Nice. The seasons are all screwed up, and you have plenty of uh, plenty of fauna around you. Yeah, we we don't have sorry. a lot of uh, sorry flora. <laughs> uh, well, that we've got both <laughs> yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of flowers and stuff in our yard though, so that might help. Uh, a couple of years ago, we decided well our flower beds we're going to fill them with uh, like ivy and that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, so we don't have to maintain them every year. Should we be blaming our parents for not letting us eat dirt as children? Or <laughs> I'm well, sure mine did, it. so I don't know what. <laughs> what's What's weird is my eyes itch, but only one of them normally. Only my left eye like really itches all the time. So that's just that's, freaky. That's handy. Yeah. Lucky you don't wear an eye patch. I, I might have to because because I'll like really itch out of you know the left eye, so it looks all red and scratched and everything else. So. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> oh, I should true. mention that I that I am uh, escaping a thirteen year old girl's sleepover by coming into this room. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. So we've had um, the giggling 
the uh, making other people eat icky things, the <laughs> le, le, the attempted but failed prank phone calls, um, the whole bit. And that was just me. Um, the, so. but I was going to say, that sounds like a regular day at work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're nice. They're nice girls, but I was like, I'm not sad that I need to leave the party now. Bye-bye. <laughs> now, sneaking I think from the time we started the show till now, has Miss 11 became Miss 13 and Miss uh, 9 became Miss 11 now? That's right. Yep. So they would have been right. Miss, <coughs> Miss 11 and Miss 9 when we started. And uh, Miss 10 became Miss 11 yesterday. Um, so, yep, now I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. So if you recently listened to like episode one or two, yeah. the Miss Eleven there is not the Miss Eleven now. Correct. But, yeah, that's freaky, isn't it? Yeah. Me and my I refuse to use my children's actual name on the internet policy. So annoying. <laughs> yeah, you could have just come up with some sidekick names. Yeah, that's right. Snot girl and <laughs> Speaking of sidekicks, how are you, Ben? Ah, fine, fine. Who are your sidekicks? My sidekicks are all fine as well. It's been a pretty busy week at work, but I did manage to sneak off and see Amazing Spider-Man 2. Ah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Other than it hurt my eyes. (laughs) It really hurt my eyes. Like, wow. Yeah. Really? Like what? I just found a lot of it really overwhelming. Like when um, uh, a certain sort of fight towards the end of the power station kind of thing, I just... um, there's just so much happening. I thought if uh, you're very, even remotely sensitive to that sort of stuff, then yeah. uh, it'd be pretty full on. But, yeah. uh, oh, look, it did was fine. It? Did you see it in 3D or? No, no, I avoid 3D yeah, at all costs. I, um, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't have anything personally against 3D. I just don't get any value out of it, uh, for myself. So I've never walked out of a 3D movie and gone, wow, you just absolutely have to see that in 3D. So I guess I'm just old. Uh, I mean, I think that most of the films are, if you think about the 3D movies that we saw when we were kids, they were all designed around being 3D. You know, stuff floating out into the audience and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas now it's just a, mostly it's a gimmick. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't like it. I get headachy and whatever. I don't like it. Um, so I will always choose the 2D version if I can. Yeah, I think it, it works very well with animated films. It yeah. just doesn't work well with uh, with regular films. Um, I don't know if you saw Gravity or not, but that that was one where I had a number of people say to me, if you can see it in 3D, do. And mm. I got that because just of the kind of cinematography and effects, it, it, it worked really well. It wasn't distracting, but it did yeah. kind of yeah. add. But mostly, you know, it's very rare that, if if the only 3D stuff I see now is when the kids want to see an animated thing and they want to see 3D, yeah, and I never feel like oh wow the 3D really added to the film like mm, that's right yeah 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 look I, I've seen quite a few things in 3D that I thought you know they they were fun but I don't know that it was a, a do or die sort of thing so no yeah but I'm looking forward to next week because it's Godzilla I know hooray my birthday movie <laughs> it's very exciting. Indeed, it is. Yeah, that Indeed. is very exciting. I'm yeah. looking forward to that too. I can't wait. Yes. All right. Well, maybe we should kick off and talk about some articulated news. If you insist. Okay. You 
Everyone's in trouble! Scramble the Storm Eagle! A G.I. Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet! But the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash! And the Parasite's launching catapult missiles! Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But do stop! So glad you could join us! <laughs> Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in, and they may have caught our eye this week. Hey, Mr. Nerd, what caught your eye this week? Well, I was perusing the webs looking for common uh, Rider figures. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> together and, and i came across um a pre-order for the figma captain america i think we might have seen a prototype of this but um he's listed looks like about 57 us uh good looking figure you know figma makes those uh hyper articulated i think we've seen the spider-man recently right uh and this is the avengers cap so um he looks pretty good it's a beautiful looking figure. It's nicely finished. I'm very distracted by the white biceps. When you like, when you when you look at some of the um, posed shots, it's distracting. It looks like bicep boobs. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, now I, I can't unsee that. Sorry, I'm just. It's, I call it like I see it. Thing is, we always, whenever we see these Revoltec figures, we always, you know, goo and gar and go, yeah, that's that's how you make a six-inch action figure. But then, you know, we just have to remember that it also costs three times. That's right. Yeah. What a what a Hasbro or Mattel figure costs. So, um, you know, you really do expect that they knock it out of the park. I I, I love the picture though of him where he looks like he's thrown the shield. He's yeah. got the yeah. the single hand. Um, looks like he comes with a stand as well. Mm. Kind of get him in some of those other, you know, more extreme poses. Looks like he's got the toe articulation even. So yeah. And he's obviously got swap out hands as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But a uh, pretty good looking figure, I thought. And yeah, the shield and looks nice and shiny. What I like about the Figma stuff, too, is that they managed to achieve that level of articulation while still keeping you know, relative proportion. Um, you know, when you look at some of the other figures like the DC variant stuff from Playouts Kai that I'm reviewing tonight that has a very extended, bizarre anatomy to achieve that level of articulation mm. and which takes away from the realism of the look of the character. And what Figma seems to be able to do is to provide a really high level of that kind of articulation but not go to a really stylized body shape yeah, yeah. Keep it a bit more natural, you know. I'm just grateful that Revoltec and Figma don't make uh, comic accurate stuff, or it would be costly for me. Yeah. So as I it like stands, this one, though. Yeah, look, as it stands, I think it's a fantastic figure, but if it was comic accurate, I'd be there in a second. Um, what, the bicep yeah. boobs are not comic accurate? No. Are you sure? Maybe they're a Marvel no. Now thing. Well, it could be. Maybe yeah. it's, uh, you know, a Rob Liefeld inspiration. Well, or Marvel now seems to be a little bit, you know, big on the pouches and stuff. Mm, mm. Platings, yeah. Obviously, piping yeah. is in. Piping, oh, the piping is huge, yeah. Now, if this was a World War II cap, it might sway me. <laughs> so they are Figma. You know, you've just heard from your uh, from your audience. You got it wrong. 
Uh, <laughs> you are wrong. Well, moving from high end to low end, we'll we'll talk about some Playmates figures here because they <laughs> revealed an image this week of uh, their movie lineup for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think we've seen the Turtles maybe before, but uh, this time we get to see some of the other stuff that I think we haven't seen, including Shredder, um, April, I'm assuming that's Splinter, and looks like maybe one of the Turtles in disguise. Yeah. Let's see here. It says uh, Shredder Foot Soldier must be the one that looks like a G.I. Joe figure. And I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that the one in the trench coat is a, a turtle in disguise. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, they've really gone overboard with Shredder, haven't they? Like, he looks kind of bladey. <laughs> he's, bladey. he's very metallic and he's very sharp. Yeah. He's, um, he must go through couches like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, you know, one of those um, uh, those things that were all the rage in the, the 70s um, that the, hang in the doorways that are made up of all the little beads and stuff. Imagine even like macrame. one of those. Yeah. You're talking about macrame. Well, yeah, you know, they, they hang down in doorways. Yeah, yeah. 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 And if you're, if you're in the United States, we call that macrame. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the good thing about this Turtles movie is everybody's expectations are so low that you can only be surprised. Everyone's just going to walk out and go, wow, like, I thought that would be an utter turd and it was mildly above an utter turd, so I was surprised. If that April is even in scale uh, remotely with a Marvel Legends line, that might not be too bad a figure to pick up because she looks no. she looks to be a pretty good civilian figure. Yeah, she does. It's not a bad head sculpt, actually, given that's, you know, Megan, what's her name's head? Yeah. Now, the splinter, on the other hand, I'm not too sure about that look. He's very ratty, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I just I look at the foot soldiers and I go, yeah, okay. Um, that's, you know, not the foot soldiers that I'm used to. But as I said, my expectations at the moment are so low that I should be pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm hoping you are. Hmm. I'm hoping you are. And maybe you will be pleasantly surprised by this instead. <laughs> it is a... <laughs> Because I know you love your quarter scale statues because they're, you know, so small and easy to find places to put them. <laughs> um, uh, pop culture is coming. Pop, pop culture shock collectibles. I better get the whole name in there. Uh, is coming out with a quarter scale Robocop statue. And, uh, you know, he's got the, uh, dead or alive creep. You're coming with me kind of look to him. <laughs> got the gun out. And, uh, so. And it looks like there's going to be a second version of him with uh, an exchangeable arm so we can hold it, hold his gun kind of straight up. You know, you have the bent arm with the gun up in the air. And swap out arms. And then a light up version of the base will come with the exclusive one as well. Yeah. Looks like both arms uh, swap out, actually. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm. The light up now, base, the, so. that light up exclusive base, that's pretty cool looking, actually, because... Uh, or maybe the maybe that's the same base with both of them, and then the exclusive lights up. It's like an OCP um, octagon, and then it's got Robocop on the side, a bunch of tech detailing. Nice looking base, I have to say. It's a beautiful looking statue. Like the metallic finish is superb. They, they've just, I mean, if that's if, if that's as good as the finished product, then it looks amazing. 
Um, it actually looks like the RoboCop finish in the movie because that mm. finish isn't, you know, a lot of people think he's just silver. But when you actually watch the movie, you pick up on that blue green, yeah. you know, kind of depth to it. And it looks like they've nailed that um, yep. pretty well. You know, the, the, the pearlescence to it kind of. Absolutely. Um, he seems other, a little bit stout. He's very thick across the. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. he looks a little bit. Hmm, not quite correctly proportioned. Um, maybe Peter Weller was carrying some uh, some weight at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. you, you got to remember, this is actually a man in a suit, so um, well, the, real costume, the real costume may actually look like that if they've tried to represent it mm. accurately. Mm. I think everything maybe. about it's fantastic except the price. i got to wonder how tall this thing is, because with that base, that is just... Because uh, it says it's yeah, but is that just him or is that him in the base? It must be him in the base. But whew. I wonder how heavy it's going to be. Hmm, it'd be a fun mm. one to ship. Yeah, that's oh, a beautiful looking statue, but uh, four hundred and twenty-five US dollars. Ouch. Or four fifty. It looks like for the exclusive. Hmm. But you know, you can light up bits and pieces, and that seems to be what quarter-scale statues are costing these days. But that's in the same ballpark as the rest of pop culture shock stuff too. So. So it yeah, actually, pop culture shock. Actually, for the exclusive, to only be twenty five dollars more. Um, I, I think that's not too bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. For what you're getting, no edition size at this stage. But from memory, um, this their runs are fairly small. So hmm, very nice. What we also saw reveal this week of another favorite '80s pop culture thing, and that was the reaction Back to the Future carded figures. So, uh, you know, go get in your car, drive 88 miles an hour, and maybe you could get to the future faster. (laughs) (laughs) Have either of you guys picked up any of these figures yet uh, from from any license? I haven't yet. I should, but I haven't. Yeah, I I was really enthusiastic at first when I saw them, but then when I actually saw them in hand, I kind of just, I don't know, just the, the wow factor just wasn't there, and I thought, oh... You know, the reason why we used to get crappy five points of articulation figures is because, you know, companies wouldn't put any more money into yeah. into them. And now that we've got, you know, exquisitely detailed figures, I just, I don't know, I'm just not that enthusiastic to go backwards again. Yeah, I, um, I've never seen any of these in person, so that's part of my reason for kind of not picking one up yet. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at the Predator one, and I just, I don't know, since I'm really enjoying the, you know, the Necker ones, and I mean, I know you're not meant to be comparing them, but I just didn't feel the need to, to pick them up. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, they don't appeal to me, but I think that if you hit, they hit the right licenses, people with enough passion or nostalgia about those licenses, you know, it is a good synergy in terms of era between the licenses and the type of toy. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I'm with you. Why, why Why do I want that when I know that they can be done so much better? Mm, yeah. I mean, they certainly look good, and, and carded especially, they look really nice too, the retro card as well. Well, and I think that's really, you know, if you're going to buy these and pop yeah, the money down from right. I suspect you're going to. Now, I would open them, but, you know, <laughs> but, but I suspect a lot of people are going to, are probably going to keep them carded. That's right. And a lot of these retro things are as much about the retro packaging. You, know, you think about the figures toy company stuff. I mean, they are doing a great job with those Remigo stuff, but part of the Mego thing has always been the packaging and mm-hmm. it's reproducing that as well. Look at the 
gentle giant jumbo kenner star wars stuff and that is to me as much about the packaging as anything it's not just having a giant um oh gamorian guard but having that classic star wars card in that big form with the giant figure on it um but this is a bit different in that it's a retro style of packaging, but it's not a reproduction of actual retro stuff that has nostalgia for people. So I think that's where it's a bit of a riskier move. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is if these are of any interest to you, then there's in the, this particular sort of style, um, you can guarantee that Funko will eventually get around to producing the license that you want. <laughs> Well, I think it would be really cool if you had a uh, the type of um, display where you keep carded figures on pegs. I know yeah. there are a lot of those people out there. Imagine having you know this wall of '80s figures all on yeah, pegs, absolutely. You know that that never existed together. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they also showed off picture of their time machine, their DeLorean, with a full size Marty McFly uh, pop in it. So kind of got a big square cut in the top, and you can pop Marty in there. So. <laughs> If you need a DeLorean for your desk, it, it's going to exist. Well, they're certainly um, making the most out of the whole uh, figures in car idea, too, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, cars are popular. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. So, moving on from the very small to the uh, something so small, you maybe you should, or something so large, maybe you shouldn't judge it by its size. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it's a movie quote. I know. You know what it's from? Carry on, John. Okay. Um, They're showing off a... Sideshow is showing off pictures and pre-order for their Yoda life-size figure. And if you're an original trilogy person, this is um, Empire Strikes Back Yoda. So Hmm. he even has a little critter on the back of rock behind him that looks very... Henson-esque. Henson-esque. <laughs> it does. It looks Henson-esque. Uh, Good-looking figure. I actually think this may be based on something at the Lucas Archives. I think the original Yoda's in glass and uh, maybe posed very similar to this. He's kind of posed kind of looking over his shoulder, which, you know, if you want to see him straight on with his hands, it's not going to work real well. <coughs> but... I like how it's a life-size Yoda, yet it's still only the same size as a premium format statue. <laughs> but with yeah, well, far more than a premium format statue price. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, at $321 a month, I think you could you could spring for this. Oh, mm. For how many months? For many. Seven. Many. Eight. It's $2,500. Hello. Yeah. I was getting to that. Sorry. That's a lot. That's, yeah. Um, that's a lot. He looks okay. I mean, I, I don't know. There's something just not straight. I, the hair's not really my favorite way of seeing the hair. But I'm not good. getting the justification of the cost here. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit like that. When you're thinking, about, I mean, yeah, like I just, I'm not getting it. Like you, you know, like you said, it's the same size as a premium format figure, which is you know, runs four or five hundred dollars, and I'm not seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. What's it looks like he's pretty much fully clothed, isn't he? 
Well, I mean, he's fully clothed, and nobody wants to see nude Yoda. But he's pretty clothed. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a cool. section of the internet. <laughs> That's right. All that Yoda slash fiction out there. Does it actually mention, like, you know, does he, uh, I suppose if it's the Empire one, you won't see his lightsaber or anything like that. No, he's got that little pouchy thing on his belt. And, and he's got... Yeah. yeah. You get that Henson-esque creature, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's your thing. It's your thing. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Although, if you're a Star Wars collector, I mean, this wouldn't be so big. It's probably one of the life-size things you probably could get and put in a collection without having to, you know, yeah. take up a whole lot of room. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of Yoda fans out there. So, I mean, obviously, the ultimate, I think, is the Han and Carbonite. But, you know, that's another. You double that price, basically. You're, you know, now that you say that, if Han and Carbonite's, what, uh, 7000 Oh, it's a bargain. like. Yeah, it's, it's it's a bargain compared to the Yoda, so. <laughs> yeah, just wait till a life-size Vader and you know, it comes out and that's like 15 grand. Well, they have the, the FET. How much is the FET? Uh, uh, based on these kinds of prices, if, if I was going to spend that money, I'd have to get something that would be, you know, almost impossible to, you know, replicate in my own time, like the, you know, the Terminator endoskeleton or something. Yeah, the FET's only eight or seven fifty or seven seven thousand five hundred. So that's a steal. Yeah, the Fet and the the Han compared to the Yoda seem a little out of price scale, don't they? Yeah. Sideshow, so if you're listening, please call and explain this to us. <laughs> and you thought having a few flex pays on the go for quarter scale statues was bad. Imagine if you were a life size collector. Yeah, oh my gosh. Well I mean that you would need sh- so much room, so much money. Definitely no um, significant other, <laughs> or or a yeah. desire not to keep your significant other. Yeah, look, I I think there's you know the market for this sort of thing is either uh, collectors with exorbitant amounts of money, um, as in you know you're talking multimillionaires or or you're talking stores who put them in their comic shops or their movie theaters or yeah yeah well I mean if you were looking for that one, you know, one piece for your your collection. You know, if you're like a Star Wars fan and, oh, I love Yoda, I or I love Han and Carbonite, you know, I, I could see you wanting just that one centerpiece to your collection or, you know. And, and there might be people out there that aren't really collectors that go, oh, I really want a Star Wars thing, but I don't want, you know, a bunch of toys or... I want the Han and Carbonite refrigerator. <laughs> you know, the... the a metallic refrigerator door with the Han and Carbonite impression in it. That's what I want. <laughs> Please. We'll work, we'll work on that for Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. All right, well, uh, Mr. Scotty, do you have something that costs uh, a little bit less than that? Well, I have something of an unknown cost, in fact. This is a, well, I'm going to say possible Marvel Legends, X-Men Legends line. This is scans from a Japanese magazine. We haven't had an official press release yet, uh, but that looks legit, I'll say. And this, if it is real, is going to be a wave of five figures, which has uh, Magneto, Strife looking pretty cool as a figure. I don't think Strife is cool, but I think the toy looks cool. Uh, and then Marvel Now, Cyclops, and with the worst Cyclops costume ever. I, Agreed. I really, 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 really don't like the X across my face thing. Yep. Uh, and the Marvel Now Storm, going back to the Mohawk. And then um, finally, we're getting a Wolverine action figure. Oh, hooray. I know. Uh, it's been, I, 
Oh, Amazing. I've got my letters. Yeah, it's taken so long. And uh, it's a one with the um, hood off, mask off kind of. But it's kind of hanging. Yeah, back on. I mean, it, at least it's different. Um, it's it's an absolutely identical Wolverine figure to one that's been previously released. They've just got a different head sculpt. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you know, there you go. They've got to sell them. And then this looks like it is going to come with the Jubilee Builder figure, which was, uh, I think, previewed at San Diego and then kind of went MIA. So we shall await. The one thing that I, if this is a real wave, the one thing that I like about it is that it's just five figures and not you know, seven figures of which two will never get made. Yeah, I think what's really, really disappointing about this uh, is, you know, the Jubilee Builder figure, obviously, as you said, has been shown before, and not one of the figures in this wave was shown with the original solicitation. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first saw the Jubilee wave, it had all these fantastic figures in it, like Batroc and Blizzard and the Radioactive Man and Tiger Shark. Not one of those figures has turned up. But yeah. we get another Wolverine. Yeah. Um, we get a Cyclops that nobody asked for. Um, we get a Magneto that nobody asked for. Um, yeah, and as you said, Strife, it's a nice-looking figure. Um, couldn't care less about the character. Yeah, I'd nope. pick him up and add him as a builder figure. Yeah. Um, you know, look. The, uh, a new Storm figure is long overdue because the other one was a bit of a travesty. But um, <laughs> I, I would swap any of those figures for oh, any absolutely. of the ones that were first shown. So yeah. for me, I'll be picking up Strife and then trying to find the Jubilee Builder figure uh, on eBay. Like I, I just, I'm not interested in any of the other figures. I just, um, I don't know. I just don't think I've got any energy left to try and understand what Hasbro are doing. Yeah, that, mag- that Magneto is like ripped. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he's been, you know, hitting the protein shakes a little hard there in the (laughs) upper body region. Indeed. He obviously works out hard because he's not a young man. Nope. Well, in Hasbro Marvel stuff that stands a greater chance of being actually released, the next wave of the Marvel Infinite series, which is the replacement for Marvel Universe, so this is the three and three quarter stuff, has been revealed. And this is going to include uh, the reissues of Hulk and Death's Head, which will have come out by now. Um, it's going to have Wonder Man, and at this stage it looks like it's just the Ion Wonder Man, which is the one that I least want, but hey, it's Wonder Man. <laughs> uh, and then some three and three-quarter Guardian of the Galaxy stuff being Star-Lord, Drax, uh, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. So, yep, yay. Because <laughs> I'm sure later in the year there won't be enough Star Lord Drax and Rocket Raccoon figures on the shelf. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've already, w- whether or not this is, I- I'm sure this must be the same as the other Guardians. Oh, no, this is all um, redone stuff. These have already come out. The only new, really new figure in this is Wonder Man because this, yeah. uh, these. Uh, Drax, etc., is just reissuing stuff from the three pack. Well, what I don't know is because they're showing them together in the picture. Is if that is the three pack? And mm, um, I don't think it is. When you look at the case uh, assortment, I think they're singles. Um, they're, they're being redone as singles, um, not not as three. I, I'm just talking about the picture, though. The picture looks like it was. It's of the three pack. Not necessarily of the individuals. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe they're different figures. Yeah, it's not real I'm clear sure, here. I'm sure they've probably just been tweaked, you know, with a little bit of you know paint here or there, just to 
you know, modify them slightly. But, geez, I mean, Hasbro, yep. just finger on the pulse, really. <laughs> but that, that Rocket Raccoon, I don't know, because he wasn't articulated, if I remember right. So not, yeah. to buy him in a, you know, a flower Plant. pot, I don't, yeah. I don't know if uh, that would warrant a whole carded figure. So hopefully maybe group something bigger. Yeah. Well, we've mm. seen other three and three quarter Guardian stuff. So that's what I don't quite understand here is, you know, what this is all about. So I'm trying to explain Hasbro's thinking. Well, that's uh, right. And we're trying to interpret yeah. solicits, which is never um, easy either. So we shall move on. The onto some more interesting things. Um, the McFarlane Walking Dead line marches on. See what I did there? Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say something, but I was in shock. Okay. <laughs> I, was just, I was just in awe. Awesome. So we are up to series six, and gosh, I'm loving the character selection in this line. The The quality of the figures has certainly uh, continued to improve. Um, I wish it had been this good at the beginning, because if it had, I'd probably be collecting it. But we're now up to wave six, and we are getting Abraham... Carol, Herschel, finally a new Rick. Um, governor with long coat. Thank, thank God. And <laughs> bungee guts zombie. Nice. Yeah. And there's even a little diagram with bungee guts zombie of how, you know, he can be hung by his intestines. Um, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Awesome. So I've actually pre ordered the Carol on Big Bad Toy Story because she is my favorite character in the show. Love, love, love. So I will have a Carol action figure. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, like I said, if they'd been, I don't know what they were thinking at the beginning of this line with that, the first stuff that they did, because, mm. um, it really, it killed it for me. And I'm that not going to sound it for me too. Totally. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back now. I mean, if I see, if now that I know that, you know, they're really pushing ahead with a really decent character selection, if I see them, on sale locally or whatever, I might pick up the odd one, but I'm certainly not going to go and try and back collect all this stuff. Yeah. There, there's some of them on clearance here. So yeah. at Walmart. So I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see Walmart carrying these, because mm. I don't know that they sold out after everything they had. Yeah. They're quite readily available in comic shops here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are, I guess, though, if I was going to collect it too, there are a couple of gaps. Like, we don't have a Lori, we don't have a Dale, um, and those are figure characters that y- you kind of think they're probably not going to go back to now, but that would be big gaps in the collection for me. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, hmm. So, I mean, these, these solicits look great. They're the digital images, they're not the actual figures, um, but we've seen... Yeah, some of them come out pretty close to this, and some come out oh so far away. <laughs> <laughs> that Abraham Ford, if he turns out close to that, you could almost do, if you could find the right head, make a pretty good uh, Jane from Firefly from him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, this kind of goes back to some of the Funko uh, reaction stuff. Zika... Toys has been doing their three and three quarter six million dollar man uh, series, and we've had s- glimpses of what would be in series two, but the full set is now up for pre order. And in this, we get an Oscar Goldman, we get both Rudy, Dr. Rudy Wills, because of course the actor changed, and so we, we get 
both versions, which is the same toy, but just with different heads. We get a Mr. X, and we get a Barney Miller, <laughs> which, yeah. So does he? Does he come with fish? I don't know. That's, I, I, was, know I, 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 I just all the jokes. Yeah, yeah. I said to stop it. I'm like, the, the, you lost me there. I thought I knew my six million dollar man, but you lost me with that one. Um. But what I love about this is it's a wave of six million dollar man figures without the six million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole bunch of badly dressed civilians. <laughs> oh man, the I, that that doctor the the Rudy one. Imagine if you had a whole bunch of those as like lab goons in a a lab diorama. That'd be cool. But I think that, I mean, isn't it awesome that they even did both versions of him? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, they did that for the Biff Bang Pow the clothed ones yeah as well yeah i i i don't know this for some reason i like more than the funko reaction stuff and it's actually basically the whole same idea but it feels a bit more i don't know credible (laughs) i don't know just not enough john saxon action (laughs) i just like it i just like the whole idea we need to talk to someone from seeker toys Whoever they are, mm. call us. Have your pe- have your people call our people, Zika or Zika or whatever you are. <laughs> and then finally, Hot Toys. Um, something we have never really spent much time talking about are the Iron Man busts that Hot Toys does, and these are six scale um, and very budget friendly. They're kind of under five inches tall, so not huge. Uh, I think they usually have light up features, etc. Yeah, they do, and they have done they're doing a series two of these so there is a first set of more some of the more commonly known armors and it's a set that can be bought either individually or as a group and now they're doing a second series and these are again you know other versions of all of these armors that some of which you would have barely seen on the screen in the house party protocol scene Mm. Uh, spoilers as well, whatever old spoilers. Uh, so if that's your thing, and uh, I suppose it's a more budget-friendly way of having some of these than buying the six-scale full figures of each of these, and they light up. Well, I'm just hoping this exhausts all of Hot Toys' <laughs> enthusiasm for Iron Man, and they can just fuck off and get on with actually doing something else. Well. I don't know. As long as you've got the license to print money, why would you stop? Mm, yeah, because, you know, you could have some, you know, franchise like about some, you know, Space Wars thing mm. oh, with guys yeah. with laser swords and stuff because, you know, no one's interested in that. No, it's not very big at the moment, though. No, no, well, that's mm. right. No one's talking about it. No. So there you go. I mean, I've uh, most of these I seriously have no idea what, you know, they're disco shades, hot rod, python, Disc, uh, Jack, Shotgun. you making those up. I, well, exactly. Some of these, I don't know. I need to go back and watch that scene, obviously. No, no, you don't. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's 20 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> I, I dig the camo one. Yeah. The one with the, like, digital camo it looks like on him. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what that is. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know Well, either. that's my news. I, uh, the only thing, oh, what was I, I was enthusiastic about the Walking Dead stuff. So there you go. Excellent. That's my highlight. <laughs> That's my oh. highlight from the uh, the session. 
Well, I'm certainly excited about my first piece of news, and that's because I'm loving everything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the moment that isn't Michael Bay related. <laughs> um, and uh, Playmates have given us a uh, an advanced look at their Baxter Fly action figure coming this fall. <laughs> Which that is, just never gets old, does it? Oh, no, 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 no. Which, of course, is actually autumn, which is actually spring. So I'm presuming that's sometime around September to November um, for us in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and, yeah, look, this is just another great addition to an already fun line. Uh, the best thing about the new show, uh, aside from the fact that it's awesome, is that pretty much every episode introduces a new creature uh, of some description, and um, they seem to be doing a pretty good job of keeping up with those in toy form so playmates are um, cranking those out and and you know it makes for a fun universe building exercise and uh, i shall be adding this guy to my menagerie when he comes out you guys watching it yet no yeah. uh sporadically but uh. when I, I don't have enough control over the television at, <laughs> at times of the day when i would watch cartoons to uh Watch this. It is on a channel that is frequented by my <laughs> offspring, but it's the show that when it comes on, they go, ew. Well, that's I, know. I failed somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, moving forward. And he, and he has a mustache. He does. He does. He has a mustache and he's chinos. It's a shy with a mustache. It's good. It's good value. All right, well, moving on. Well, um, we seem to be talking about sideshow premium format statues on a pretty regular basis on the show. And this episode is no different when we got the solicitation for the Daredevil premium format statue. Uh, This sucker's going to set you back 380 uh, US dollars, and you've got uh, plenty of time to flex pay him because he will be out March 2015 and it's sideshow, so you can expect that to be June 2015. Uh, plenty of time. Um, great looking statue. Interesting pose. They've got him in kind of a, a running pose. He's running. Well, I don't actually know what he's running across. It's not really a rooftop. It's just a um, a, a statue. Of, yeah, it's a piece of like the justice statue. And yeah. yeah. Well, he is blind after all, so he does tend to run into things. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and well, you know, I, I never get sick of seeing Daredevil with the whole you know, scales of justice kind of motif because, wow, <laughs> they can just keep doing that over and over again. Um, look, it's a great-looking piece. Uh, I think it, I can't quite tell, you know, being premium format, you normally get a little bit of uh, material in there. It looks like maybe that the the boxer shorts that he kind of wears as part of his costume may be material over uh, the, the polystone statue. Um, he's got his billy clubs in hand. What's interesting about this one is that it doesn't seem to be an exclusive. Yeah, that's what I've been wondering as well. It doesn't seem to, I mean, I don't know what you'd kind of have, you know, whether you, you can't exactly swap out different weapons or swap out different heads. Um, I mean, they could, probably could have had a different facial expression, but, you know, Daredevil's not the most jovial of, uh, of characters when he's in costume. So, <laughs> um, so I think they've elected not to do anything. Will we see the yellow version in a month? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's a pretty reasonable uh, pretty reasonable comment because um, I think this one would be a fair game for that sort of thing. Uh, it's an awful lot of money to do that, but uh, we'll see. One would presume that the red is always going to be the most popular. So um, I, uh, as much as I enjoy a good Daredevil story and find that to be an appealing statue, I took a, a pretty reasonable pass on this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I just love the look of it, but 
in terms of my new rule of I'm only going to have the uh, mega Marvel hitters. Yeah. Sorry, Daredevil. Yeah, well, too bad. It's beautiful. Yeah, and if you, I mean, if Daredevil was your guy, you'd be over the moon. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it. All right. Well, uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the Revoltech four-inch uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake figure, and coming up from um, Kyoto is a uh, four-inch Metal Gear Solid Cyborg Ninja. Uh, another one in a similar vein. Uh, these guys stand. About 11 centimetres, so a bit over four inches tall. Um, they only have about 15 points of articulation, which is kind of odd because um, for these, well, actually, no, it's not that expensive. It's only about uh, 25 US dollars. Huh. It's got sort of in between. Nifty looking figure, nicely finished. Uh, uh, if you're into your Metal Gear Solid, you'll be probably enjoying the news that this guy is out. So, is there a Metal Gear Liquid? Uh, it's, uh, uh, there's a liquid snake. I oh, think. really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's it's one of those confusing Sailor Moon kind of things. <laughs> yeah. There's all, you know, many variations of the actual name. So, but, you know, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> anyway. That, the first game is one of those I've always wanted to play, go back and play on PlayStation, because I, ha- I had a demo for it. And, yeah. Any game, those... any game where you can hide under a cardboard box, you know. You got... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was not good at that game at all because of the levels of stealth that are uh, required. I don't do stealth. You're not stealthy? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. I end up getting the shits and just start trying to shoot everybody. <laughs> so. All right. Well, moving on, something that I thought was pretty darn uh, entertaining. And speaking of uh, life-size statues with Yoda... Um, we've got a uh, solicited as a life-size Godzilla Kawakita statue. Um, now, we say life-size because I guess that's our life-size, not Godzilla life-size. Uh, and that is a Godzilla statue that stands, well, it says here that it's, um, uh, I think they've kind of got it wrong in the solicitation because it says here that it's five foot long and three and a half feet high, but Oh, then again, no, that's about right because yeah, um, the tail. I bet you that's about. Yeah, sorry, they had a uh, in the solicitation. There's a photo of it next to a uh, a young lady, and they're the same height. But then I realised that Godzilla's probably on a table. So that yeah, yeah, I'm not quite sure that that it doesn't really provide scale for me. It's a bit like the sideshow Apple, mm. you know, because it's like, well, how tall's the chick? She doesn't look particularly large. But I mean, no. she could be the world's tallest Asian woman. That's right. You know, or the world's smallest. <laughs> Why is she holding a knife? <laughs> I was assuming it's because she's a sculpture. That's right. Yeah. Yes, anyway. but it's a finished figure and it's painted. Well, she's standing it's there with for her. For illustrative purposes. Tray. So let's just say that this is around a meter tall, and this is based on the kind of, uh, you know, uh, not the original Godzilla, not the latest Godzilla, somewhere sort of early in, you know, in between. Uh, it is based on, it says here, uh, Hollywood Collectors Gallery has obtained the license from Warner Brothers and Toho to produce the finest statue of this legendary figure. And the reason it's called a uh, Kawakita figure is it's based on the uh, science, the uh, special effects director of the same name who worked on Godzilla. So they've used him to get this looking just right and if you're interested in a one meter tall godzilla um it will set you back the princely sum of three thousand dollars so uh 
if I had to choose between that and Yoda, I, I know which way I would be going. Do you know what? I'm so glad that they make these things because it gives me something as like a reference point the next time that my wife starts complaining about what I collect to go, well, at least I don't collect these, mm. you know, like, oh yeah, I think I'll get a, a life-size Darth Vader next and see which, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun looking piece, but it's obviously a high end collectible. So. All right. Well, in my last piece of news, uh, NECA are continuing to crank along with their aliens and predator licenses. And, uh, we, uh, after many uh, waves of Predator, Aliens has picked up and we've had a couple of Aliens waves and we've obviously seen Hicks and Hudson and uh, a couple of variations of um, Aliens. But um, they've now shown us uh, an advanced preview. An advanced preview? Is that a, is that a tautology? Anyway. Yeah, uh, as opposed to a late preview. <laughs> that's right. Uh, as a, yeah, an advanced, anyway. Um, so we're now getting a look at the dog alien, which is from Alien 3, which is uh, a very underrated film as far as I'm concerned. Can you, having not seen this, can you please explain what a dog alien is? Well, when the facehuggers insert an embryo into a creature, the embryo turns into an alien which chest bursts, I guess, from, from said being. Um, but the thing is, when the alien comes out, it actually does take on some of the properties of its host. Yep. And in um, Alien uh-huh. 3, it um, gets inside a Rottweiler. <gasps> Old spoilers. So when it bursts out of the dog, it Oh, actually... no, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. No animals were harmed in the making of the movie or this podcast. Yet. Yes. So uh, in that particular film, the alien actually runs around on all fours as opposed to being sort of more humanoid and upright. So I think that's pretty darn cool. Me too. No, uh, no comments. I assume that'll be the usual recommended retail price, but um, no indication of when this guy will be out. So probably we'll get a. Um, what, what is uh, the normal price that these go for? Uh, I th- well, John, do you, you actually see this sort of stuff on the shelf? Yeah, in- probably that fifteen, eighteen dollar range, maybe. Mm. I tend to get mine via eBay, so um, I can't sort of say what the normal. The suggested retail price would be. So NECA can make this, but Mattel can't make a proper doomsday. Yeah, apparently. But I want There's too start. much tooling. I know. I want to start again. <laughs> too much tooling. <laughs> so much tooling. So and nobody nobody reads comics, but everyone goes to the movies. So many tools. And, yeah. and Alien Three is so many people's favorite movie. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I shall expect that we will see a fully painted version of this at uh, the San Diego Comic Con, which will be the uh, the the mecca of disappointment in the next few months. Uh, and cosplay. Oh, I'm, I'm already getting super hyped and ready to be disappointed. Uh, you know, does this thing have a, mm, um, you know, a male part? Uh, well, I don't know that I need to go there. Talk to us about alien genitalia, Ben. Uh, uh, they don't procreate. Yeah, but it looks like it has some detailing in the crotchal region. That yeah. Crotchal? Well, I mean, crotchal. you know, you are talking about it's based on the, the designs by H.R. Giger and, you know, yeah. crotchal. He did originally model their heads on a on a penis. So. You made fun of me for stamen <laughs> I didn't. I liked it. 
You sent me a Facebook message mocking me. <laughs> no, I believe I, I was said I laughed at it. I just <sighs> interpreted that as in a mocking fashion. No, I never mock you. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys continue this one behind the scenes. And, okay. Uh, I'm just going to run out a little closing to that segment and say that that wraps up the articulated news. <laughs> and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. It's over to you, John. Well, I was disappointed because there haven't been any uh, guesses on last week's sound as of the recording time, so uh, like I said, I'm a little little disappointed. Centurions. (sighs) No and no. We'll, we'll put last week's sound right here so everybody can guess. The latest attacks led by and his evil forces, seen here in exclusive coverage, have forced the country to take action. With me in the studio tonight is the squad leader from the newly formed... Well, do you guys have any other guesses? No. Centurions. No. Now, Ben, you guess Flintstones. Uh, Flintstones! <laughs> and it's not a mask. Uh, I went, uh, international with this one. <sighs> Skippy the bush kangaroo! No, but I gotta write that down so I can go look for it. <laughs> um, no, I went with, uh, the, the mighty old England, and this is an Action Force commercial. Ah, cool. So, <laughs> Their, their version of G.I. Joe, but this is one of the early ones. Um, and uh, they actually mentioned in the clip I played the squad leader, and that's the actual name of the figure. So, um, you know, if you were paying attention, maybe you picked up on that, and maybe you didn't. So, um, and I, I got to give credit over to the, the Full Force podcast, because um, they were playing some of their Joe Con coverage, and they played this commercial of it, and I was like, oh, that'd be good. So that's where I kind of got the idea for last week's room. Yay! Yeah. Anyway, Fair enough. yeah. Anyway, we will uh, we will put a new sound in. We'll we'll put that sound in maybe right here. Keep your antenna up. It's coming to town. Wow. Toy stores across America are rushing in the latest toys. Look for the action figures and don't forget the amazing. Let's roll. Talking. Coming soon to a toy store near you. We'll get that. And maybe we should put it in one more time. Maybe we'll get more guesses. Keep your antenna up. It's coming to town. Toy stores across America are rushing in the latest toys. Look for the action figures and don't forget the amazing talking. Coming soon to a toy store near you. We'll get that. We're not. But she got guts. And you know, guessing's fun, and uh, 
you know, if you got a real guest, come on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com and uh, make a guess. Because, you know, if you join the forum, you make a guess. Sometimes people help you out and make other guesses. Sometimes you can just read the people's guesses and see who's right and who's wrong. And uh, <laughs> if you get it right, you get forum points. And if you get enough forum points, um, what, what are we giving away now? What, what can they exchange those forum points for? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo-yos? No, they were recalled. Ooh. Yeah. What about like a like a pen, you know, like an AFB pen that's always popular, or a magnet? Coffee mug. Oh, yeah. the magnets were a choking hazard. We had to send those back to. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe tote bags. We need some tote bags. Tote bags? That's like expensive. I didn't say they'd be AFB tote bags. Like you get them every. Oh, time. cool! You, awesome. You, you, yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll get like one of those Walmart. one those one yeah. dollar Walmart tote bags. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So sweet. Anyway, if you'd rather play the picture version, come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. And uh you know, if you can go over, still go over and make the guesses and get points, so that works out as well. Outstanding. Awesome. Alright, thank you, John. Coming up after this is our first toy of the week. Peace out. latest attacks led by Baron Arnblad and his evil forces, seen here in exclusive coverage, have forced the country to take action. With me in the studio tonight is the squad leader from the newly formed SAS and the head of the new Z-Force, Captain Grant Campbell, who will be taking command of their combined troops at a secret destination later tonight. More news as it's made from new Action Force. Well, we have three Toys of the Week in this episode, and we are about to do the first one. Toy of the Week is where we take a toy from our collection that could be something new or old or something borrowed, something blue. Oh, that, no, that's the wrong event. And uh, we review it. We talk about how we got it, what we like about it, what we don't like about it, and we give it a dolly rating out of 10 so that we can indicate our pleasure with it or lack thereof. And Ben... You are doing our first Toy of the Week for this episode, so over to you. I am indeed. Thank you very much. Um, I just happened to be walking through a model store earlier in the week, and they have the, the occasional bit of pop culture, and they had a sale table, and I just happened to notice uh, this little item on the sale table, and couldn't resist it for the price and therefore picked it up. So I am talking about the Toinami 9-inch Futurama talking bender figure. Um, this figure actually came out in 2011 when Toinami were going, uh, you know, all guns blazing with um, Futurama. Uh, unfortunately, we mentioned a few weeks ago how Toinami was actually ending their Futurama license. Uh. Um yeah, a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this guy came out in 2011, and uh, I originally uh, I knew this was coming out and I'd seen it around, but I passed on it. Uh, I'm generally one of those people who, if I'm picking up a line of action figures, I'm happy just to get that line. And, um, you know, I already had Bender in the regular series, and so this item didn't really jump out at me at the time. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw it there. It was a good price. Uh, I think originally when it came out, it was around US $40, and, and I picked it up for 35 
Um, so yeah, it's exactly what it says. It's uh, Bender from the uh, Futurama cartoon. Now, this is actually uh, billed as a nine-inch action figure, and uh, just to be certain, I got out the tape measure and measured him. Now, he measures 22.5 centimetres or 8.85 inches to the very top of the aerial on top of his head, so being a nine-inch action figure is actually a bit of a stretch. Um, so, look, yep, this is an action figure. Um, it comes in a really nifty window box that is pretty much in the same vein as the regular Futurama action figures. So if you're actually picking up those Toy Army figures, they've got, uh, you know, the boxes are, are pretty fun. They um, have lots of really nifty graphics and the Futurama logo sort of across the front with some um, shots of not only the character that you're buying, but uh, some of the other cast members as well. So this is really just uh, an upsized version uh, of that kind of box. And there's Bender staring out of the, the window box. Uh, pretty easy to open. I usually open these window boxes from the bottom and slide the tray out. Um, really the only difficulty you have with this is it's one of those trays where the figure is pretty tightly jammed in there. They don't just sort of lift straight out. You've got to really get your fingers in there and, and yank them out. I think Scott and I talked about this with the uh, Star Wars black figures. Um, but other than that, you know, you can actually get the figure back into the box and back into, uh, sorry, back into the tray and back into the box if you actually wanted to put him back on your shelf. Um, so, all right, well, yep, so collector-friendly, fun graphics, etc. In terms of the sculpts, well, it's pretty hard to kind of fault it because it looks exactly like Bender. Um, not a whole lot of detail going on here. Uh, I'd say they've probably just upsized the sculpt of the, uh, the, the regular series figure. Um, what, what is nice is in this particular shot, he's got the, um, the sort of, uh, how would you describe it? Gritted teeth, I guess. Um, they're actually sculpted. It's not just sort of, uh, painted on, um, graphic. Uh, but everything else is as you'd expect with Bender. The eyes are, are fairly well done. Um, he's got, well, he does feature articulation. He's actually got those sort of wire bendy arms, which is kind of, you know, novel given his name. Um, so, you know, you can actually bend the arms in all kinds of shapes, but uh, I'm really not sure about the longevity of this kind of stuff. We've often talked about, you know, this kind of rubber um, or, or plastic, you know, as far as when it's flexible. So I, you'd have to be sort of careful just how often you are actually twisting it around. But uh, I guess once you get it into a, a pretty good pose, you're you know unlikely to actually do anything with it. So yes, it's uh, it's Bender. Um, now in terms of articulation, it really is quite simple. He he moves at the shoulders, he moves at the legs, and he moves at the neck. Um, so you could probably count the fact that the door on his chest actually opens as an additional piece of articulation. Um, no other articulation that I can see, like his wrists don't swivel or anything like that. Um, the eyes are actually removable, so he actually comes with three sets of eyes, and uh, you've got the angry eyes, you've got the... Um, oh, um kind of hard to describe exactly what you call them but um so there's the normal eyes the angry eyes and i guess the the shifty eyes um they actually slot out and slot in very very well there's no uh, worries of them actually sort of falling out if you tip the figure or, or anything like that it's a pretty sort of chunky plug um but they still do pull out quite easily um, in terms of paint, well, there's really nowhere to go with this. Um, he's sculpted in grey plastic and the arms are cast 
sorry, his cast in grey plastic and his arms and legs are, are cast in another shade of grey and they've assembled it. It really looks like the only time they've actually painted anything is um, the feet being an extension of the legs or a different colour. Um, and it almost looks as if they've been dipped rather than painted. Um, so, you know, there's not a lot going on there. You've got the... Um, stucco coloured teeth which mm, yeah look the paint apps are uh, I guess for this price point not too bad um, the, I guess where there, there is paint it's a little bit shifty in places and um, you know there's a few a few sort of slot points here and there but um, I don't know it's not really that unexpected with a, a figure at this price point um, Posability is actually quite restricted because of the nature of the figure. So I don't think that's actually any fault of Toyn Armies. Um, Bender is actually a really odd design with the sort of the scrawny legs and then those big sort of suction cup type feet. Um, these feet are flat, but once you actually start to move them around, you start to get a bit of, you know, wobbly balance going on. So, you know, you'll tend to get the feet into a, a pretty solid position and then just leave them there. So you're not actually risking him falling over. Um, probably the best part about the figure is. <laughs> uh, is actually the fact that he's electronic. Um, really good. He actually comes with batteries. He comes with that little tag in the back so that the um, the batteries aren't making contact and, and slowly um, discharging. So, you know, you yank that out and he's actually good to go, um, despite the fact that there's instructions on how to put the batteries in. Um, and he actually has 12 phrases which don't seem to be random, which is really good. So if you actually sit here and press the button 12 times, you'll hear all 12 phrases. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty apt, wasn't it? Um, so, and it's quite fun. So he's, uh, you know, they haven't actually shied away from Bender's classic phrases. He gets in there. Would you and... kindly shut your noise hole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the um, the the, uh, the the tadpoles were highly amused by this figure, and once I actually showed them how to uh, activate the noise, then the fingers went berserk, and I actually had to take it off them because he was getting quite the workout. Um, Overall, you know, this is really a fun figure, but uh, what I guess is disappointing is this is the only figure that was actually released in this scale, so he will never have any buddies to go along with, whether they're talking or otherwise. Um, so this is the sort of figure I'll probably just take to work and put on my desk, so uh, it's a, a bit of a, a one-off. So. But, um, look, you know, fun figure. Um, glad I actually got around to, to pick it. Glad I actually saw it and decided to pick it up. Uh, I'm posing him with the angry eyes because it actually matches the mouth. And, um, yeah, look, I, I, I'm quite glad I actually picked it up. And uh, I'll continue I'll to... I'll build my own theme park with <laughs> yes, it is. It is actually highly amusing, and um, so it's kind of hard to fold. I mean, you know, I'd love to be able to take a point off and, and blame Twinami for not giving me any of the other cast in this scale, but that's not actually a fault of the figure. Um, you know, I could say that the the paint is not actually that uh, attractive, but you know, there's not actually a lot of color to the figure. Um, so I could talk about the posability is actually quite difficult, but then that's really a um, because of the design of Bender himself. So, you know, I think actually Toy and Army have delivered a, a really nifty, fun figure. So um, I think I'm just going to have to go with uh, $9 out of 10. Awesome. What's behind Who the door? Who are you and why should I care? <laughs> um, 
basically there's there's nothing but because you actually need room for the uh, the the electronics I guess and the speaker and whatnot um, only about half of his inside is is actually empty and then there's like a just the wall where obviously all the you know batteries and all that stuff are hiding behind so you could slide a oil can or something in there though oh yeah definitely definitely in okay. fact it looks like you could comfortably fit maybe two AA batteries. Oh, okay. And then it's actually quite significant in size now that I look at it. So. Get up and pass that to me, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome, Ben. Good on you. Yeah, yeah it's fun, fun stuff. Beautiful. Indeed. Well, thanks for that. And that wraps up our first try of the week. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment and talk about the new items that we have added to our collections. Look out! It's Jackie Chan! Oh no, Shadokan! I have to split! See you round! With Jackie Chan, the high octane martial arts never stops! Shadow can come fly. What goes up must come down. Action-packed figures from Jackie Chan Adventures, each sold separately. Well, we're all here because we collect, and feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And, uh, Mr. Scotty, what have you picked up? Uh, I, after seeing Captain America the Winter Soldier, rec- realized that... I did not own the Bowen Designs Batroc minibus. The Leaper. Batroc the Leaper, <laughs> yes. And no, Z Leaper. Z Leaper, yes. Yeah, now it was interesting because most of the kind of older Bowen busts don't really uh, go for much on eBay. They're pretty reasonable. Um, and I'm sure that I have had many opportunities to buy Batroc when it wasn't, um, more than what I like paying for old bone busts. Um, and I'm wondering if just the fact that he was in the movie, etc., uh, pumped up the price, but I got that. And while I was getting that, I got a couple of other older bone busts from the same seller. So I got absorbing man and the Nova, the Frankie Ray Herald of Galactus version, and they're all great. So I've added to my bone bust collection, Bowen's, um, you know, on a bit of hiatus at the moment, waiting for renegotiation of their new Marvel contract. So it's a good time to uh, use my Bowen budget for picking up older stuff that I don't have. Excellent. Yeah, that's very me. nice. And you did actually pick up some really nice busts. Like you know, I think one of the things that I just love about Bowen is he just captures the spirit of the character. Oh, absolutely. You know, you've got the the twirling with Batroc, you know, absorbing man doing his thing. He just he gets it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's they're just so fun. You know, they're they're so fun. So yeah. uh, the um absorbing man bust I really like and it's actually in <laughs> been sitting in a comic shop in Melbourne that I visit regularly um for years, really overpriced. Mm. And I've often thought, oh, man, I really like that, but I'm glad that I – I've never been tempted to buy it just because I knew it was a ridiculous price. Um, but the kind of things that often, particularly with international shipping, if you're getting kind of getting stuff and you can get a couple of things from the same seller to save on shipping, um, yeah. it's worth it. So good opportunity. Yeah. And – 
you know, if George St. Pierre, who played Batroc, if they could have had him sitting on the bridge of that ship twirling a moustache, I, I, <laughs> I could have died happy. <laughs> yes. That was, uh, yeah. He was in character-appropriate colours. Yeah, they snuck in they the did. sort of the purple and orange. Yeah, so. I was quite impressed by that, actually. Yeah, I thought George St. Pierre was great. I mean, was the great, dude yeah. Can, you know, the dude can definitely fight, so... Hmm. Hmm. I always get the absorbing man and the brawny guy on the package confused, you know, from the paper towels. <laughs> uh, wow, I've been waiting a long time for that, and uh, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out real well. Well, you know, <laughs> it's an American brand of what? Paper towels. Well, there you go. You guys don't have brawny paper towels down that way? No. Uh, can't say as we do. Yep. Well, for the rest of the world, in, in we have these paper towels and they're brawny. Cause the they're rest strong. of the world. Are you confident that brawny paper towels are in the rest of the world? No, I'm explaining it for the rest oh, of the I'm world. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Uh, actually, for a long time, when I heard Nova in Marvel Comics, that's the Nova I thought of because that was the first Nova I had came across when I was reading comics. Mm. So there you I, when, when the other Nova you know, came up in figure form. I was looking at it going, huh? <laughs> Marvel does those things a lot and it's very confusing. Yes. Mm, so, very good. Know, why, why, um, particularly with things like that, like why on earth you would use that name? I don't know. <laughs> Makes it very confusing. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, Mr. Nerd, what have you picked up? I actually picked up um, some Lego Simpsons uh, blind bag figures this week. And I might, I might just be talking about those later on. And I know Ben had suggested maybe we open those on air, but um, I just, I couldn't wait. I, 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 I couldn't wait. <laughs> so more on those later. And then uh, I uh, picked up two G.I. Joe figures this week. So. Oh, cool. Now, new, now new hang on. Yeah, new ones, ones I didn't have. Yeah, so does that mean that there's still stuff coming out, or is it just stuff that you put off getting? And No, these were in um, a store called Tuesday Morning here, which is like a Ross or a, you know, a, a markdown store, you know, a sellout, closeout store. Yep. Mm. Uh, they, they've been turning up the, the last wave that was really hard to find has been turning up there in different stores, so I managed to stop by, and I got a Ultimate Flint and an Ultimate Cobra Commander. And the Ultimate Cobra Commander is pretty cool because he has both the um, mirrored face and the hooded head come with him. So uh, I was going to say, what makes them um, Ultimate? They they just they tried to come up with, you know, the all the things that make that character the character. Um, what sold me on the Flint, though, is he's a parachute figure. So um, we have a big open area where our stairs are and um i may like dropping parachute figures off of our stairs <laughs> oh, that's just, awesome that's awesome know, that's how i get my exercise and here's a chubby 40 year old guy running up and down the stairs giggling you know throwing <laughs> parachute figures off the stairs but <laughs> love it it is actually um it is a lot of fun as a kid when you finally get the opportunity to exercise that kind of thing like, oh yeah you know, you, you sort of run around the backyard just sort of hurling it, you know, a couple of feet in the air. But that first time you actually go somewhere, like, you know, to a friend's house who lives in a two-story house, and, you know, you can hurl it off the balcony or something. It's uh, a lot yeah, of fun. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah uh, 
What about you, Ben? Oh, sorry. Yeah, a while back when I got the uh, Cobra Trooper back when the movie came out. I I bet, yeah, the first time I did that, I probably went up and downstairs five times doing it. (laughs) Just laughing the whole time. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, That's good. All right, well, what about me? I had a pretty good week. Uh, I obviously picked up my Bender action figure, but my Sideshow Harley Quinn premium format statue arrived. Oh. And um, she's very pretty. Very pretty indeed. Uh, very easy to put together, which was a relief. Yeah. Uh, and even more so, the fact she comes in a box that is a fraction of the size of Superman and Batman. Oh. Um, but this is the, uh, the, by definition, you know, the, the, what we talk about all the time with statues and uh, the, them shipping early and late and that sort of thing. And, you know, you, you get this flex pay schedule set up where you go, okay, you know, that's that's reasonable. You know, I'm flex paying a statue every three months. And then you get that email from Sideshow that says, oh, your flex pay schedule has changed because this statue is now going to ship four months after we originally expected and then you get another one saying oh we're changing your flex pay schedule because we found this awesome factory in china and we've brought forward um you know this statue and therefore you have two premium format statues shipped about six days apart (laughs) well i've got the regular versions of both of these and i don't have either of them yet superman or harley boo (laughs) well we shall hold off but um look i i We'll obviously talk about it in detail when uh, when she turns up, but um, she's very very nicely put together. the The face in particular, the eyes and that sort of thing, the detailing is it's just superb. So cool. We'll talk about that. Um, I also picked up some Simpsons Lego blind bag figures, and I proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am the worst feeler on the planet. Uh. Uh, I stood there in Toys R Us, rummaging through the bags, feeling for certain figures, going, yep, 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 this is definitely Chief Wiggum. Oh, look, it's Homer. <laughs> and uh, suffice to say, I think I've picked up 12 packs, and I have eight figures and four duplicates, and the four duplicates are two Homers and two Mr. Burns's. <laughs> so I am shocking at this feeling out thing. Um, so much so that, <laughs> so much so that I'm actually uh, contemplating just going on eBay for the rest of them because uh, at this particular rate, I'm just going to continue to to duplicate. But um, obviously, John's going to talk about them later, so I won't talk about how awesome they are. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to talk about how awesome they were either. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. So no spoilers. Oh, now spoilers. All right, very good. The whole episode's ruined. That's right. (laughs) Well, if no one has any other items to report, coming up after this is our next Toy of the Week. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutants apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantium claws will get rolled back. Trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arc. Now, Sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X Men action figures, each sold separately. Well, now it's time for our second toy of the week. It's time to look at another collectible in detail. And Scott, what you got? I have been collecting the Play Arts Kai DC variant series from Square Enix. And we are up to the fourth figure in that series, which is Flash. Oh. So so we ha- <laughs> we had 
Batman first, and then the wave two, quote unquote, was super, uh, hello, Green Lantern and Wonder Woman that came out together. And then wave three was supposed to be Flash and Batgirl, um, but the Batgirl got delayed. Um, so Flash came out. Batgirl is out now. She's actually sitting in my Big Bad Toy Star pile of loot. Um, but Flash, I actually found here in Australia at Minotaur in Melbourne. And I'm really enjoying collecting this line. So if you're not familiar, this is kind of anime takes on the DC characters. So to me, when I hear a DC variant uh, version, it implies that there is another version of these figures. Mm. But I, was, that, I was going to ask. I'm a bit confused by the variant moniker. Yeah, but what they what they mean is that it's kind of their take on the characters, okay. and it is in this kind of um, manga armor type style. So I reviewed the Green Lantern previously, um, and I'm sure I've talked about Wonder Woman. And uh, now we're up to Flash. So this is a 2014 release and acquisition. Um, the packaging of these is very collector-friendly. Um, the Play Arts Kai uh, you know, box structure is pretty standard in terms that you've got your window box with the cover, um, with your tray that you can pull out and uh, um, replace things in fairly easily. There's no twist ties or tape, etc. involved, so it's very collector-friendly from that point of view. Um, I really love the art on these boxes because it's got a um, some really nice kind of... Um, uh, abstract art of the character on the front. Um, there's no pictures of the actual piece, but it's got a, a fair amount of kind of detail of what you're getting. And then on the inside of the uh, cover of the box, there is detail about um, the the line and the particular figure and also the kind of inspirations behind the design choices that they've made. Um, so in the figures that I've had so far, um, I've had a couple of issues while I definitely enjoying the designs. Um, Wonder Woman is for me at least a really difficult figure to pose and stand. I have not been able to, um, find a way to get her to stand up on her own, which is a bit of a frustration. Uh, these come with stands, which we'll talk about in a moment, but they are not uh, easy to manage. Um, Green Lantern, I had no kind of structural problems with. He, articulation, great. Uh, standing, you know, posability, great. Um, but a few, a couple, just sculpt issues in terms of, um, the, the size of some, the, the proportioning, I guess. And that's what I was talking about earlier when we were talking about that Captain America Figma is that that is a, that they've accomplished that this level of articulation without um, going into the uh, really odd anatomy, um, but that's the play arts thing. You know, that's it's it's a different sort of um, structure. Um, Green Lantern had huge kind of thighs um, and really long legs, which made him just look a bit out of proportion. Um, this uh, Flash has got different issues. Um, he's got kind of well proportioned thighs um but he has got a really skinny waist um <laughs> so it looks like he's got the kind of scarlet speedster corset on when you look at it it's just part of the design obviously but it's just a little bit bizarre i think um it's supposed to be stylized obviously so i guess it's part of its artistic license um so in terms of the the rest of the sculpt 
this is carrying on with that same kind of uh, hyper armor look that the other um, characters have. Uh, it's something that when I first saw the saw these previewed, I didn't kind of think it would be my thing, but I really am just enjoying the execution of it because they so far the characters all feel you know, very much like a a Flash action figure, a Wonder Woman action figure. It's not so far removed that you've got no idea what it is supposed to be, if that makes sense. And f- this is certainly, um, you know, well and truly Flash. As as you'd know, my eldest, Miss 13, is a huge Barry Allen Flash mm. fan, and so there is extreme jealousy happening at the moment. And so I was going to I was going to ask how she feels about you know this level of variation to to a theme. Oh, I'm in so much trouble that she that I have one <laughs> at the moment and she doesn't. So she was like, "Where's mine?" And I'm like, "Well, um." when's your birthday? <laughs> like, <laughs> when's Christmas? Like, you know, that's it's a present level expense. It's not just like, a, oh, here, I bought you a toy expense. Um, so, but yeah, she's she was keen. And even after I got him out of the box and looked, she was like, I want this now. <laughs> um, another one of the, uh, I guess, hallmarks of the um, styling of this is that they have some sort of uh, extra little features uh, Green Lantern had some fantastic energy blasts that really worked with the different types of articulation and posing. Um, stand with that one kind of comes in quite handy in terms of, you know, flight stand, uh, idea. Um, so Flash has got the, the hyper armor happening and then he comes with, uh, these three different, uh, sets of lightning bolt attachments that can be used. He has got, um, armored flash ears on the side wings ear wings on the side of his head they can be replaced with uh the lightning um looking uh attachments um he also then has attachments that can be uh, put into the back of his belt um which requires removing of a small piece and inserting these and then he has lightning pieces that go at his forearms, and I'll talk about those in a moment. So the ones on the ears, uh, to me, don't work. It just looks like out-of-control electric reindeer. <laughs> um, and partly it's because they're a bit hard to pose. They don't kind of go in opposite directions enough, so it just looks weird. So they're back in the box. Um, the ones that go on the back of his belt... I didn't find hard to put on, but they just, they don't kind of go in the right directions to make it look like it's lightning that's coming off of him because he's running. They just, it just looks weird. Mm. Um, so that doesn't work for me. Stylistically, the ones that work for me are the ones that are on his forearm. They are, I think there would probably be a thousand easier ways to include these than what they've done because what they've actually done is, uh, his arms are in three parts. You have kind of the, the arm up to the elbow joint and then another attachment that goes onto the elbow joint and then the, the rest of the arm and hand. And that middle attachment is the one that you swap out to either have lightning coming off it or not lightning coming off of it. Mm-hmm. So then just not, not just like little, things that you stick on, which means that once they get in, they are more, much more sturdy. You can't just knock them off or whatever, which can be a pain. But 
I just kind of think from a, a cost point of view that there must have been easier ways to have accomplished that. And it's also, it's quite fiddly. In fact, I had to, um, uh, do a little bit of research to really work out what I was supposed to do. There are diagrams and instructions in this booklet, but um, I found a YouTube uh, review um, from a on a YouTube channel called Anthony's Customs, which I had never come across before. Um, but great, it was a good example of where the video was super helpful to actually watch someone yeah. do this. Because obviously I'm afraid of breaking things. Um, the, but the one thing I, I like the effect of these, but the one thing about these, um, lightning f- forearm pieces is that they, uh, the, the, his arms drop off really easily. His hands drop off really easily once you put them on. This is a bit of a, a double edged sword. Um, so yep. Yeah, fun. Uh, but I don't think that the whole lightning idea thing is super successful and probably could have just done without it. Or I would have just loved some bigger ones that kind of came off his back that really gave you the idea of, you know, yeah. speeding, speeding along. Um, in terms of the armor, um, it's obviously a highly detailed sculpt and he's got some really interesting, um, little, uh, pieces of, more flexible plastic that allow the armor to happen, but also the articulation to happen because it is something that for the ways that you would want to pose a character like this, some of this armor could really get in the way of that. And they've done a very good job of using um, soft plastic in some places that doesn't look any different from the rest of the armor, but actually is more flexible to allow that to happen. So particularly um, around his hips, um, he's got armor that looks just like everything else, but it's actually a softer material so that you can pose him. And he is very easy to pose and very um, easy to pose and also keep balance without having to use the base. So that's a huge plus for me. Um, he also has the mother of all cod pieces. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're finally going to talk about the cod piece we, in the room. We've got the cod I've piece. I've been waiting. That, I, I mean, I, I just wow. Someone could lose an eye. The the I could understand what they tried to do here. Again, because to allow the flexibility, they've given him this cod piece that uh, is his kind of butt piece as well, um, that is flexible so that you can hyperextend the legs um, and the armor doesn't get in the way. And that's all fine. But the uh, box bit of the cod piece is uh, kind of comes out in a diamond shape, a rather long. Okay, part- let, let, let me. It looks like he has an armored penis there. It looks well. It looks like he like has a um real yeah. I, well, you know, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to get you know <laughs> hit somewhere and I want a particular part of my body protected, <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably you know much more realistic to the kind of protection that one would have to have to. Um, not be singing 10 octaves up and mm. when you're fight, doing these kind of fights. But it really, it just does not bear close inspection. Um, because a, you, you it might poke your eye out. To be honest, all jokes aside, I'm surprised it's actually got through final approval with, with DC Warners. Like, I'm 
surprised that you know this figure was sitting on the table with a, a group of executives sitting around going, yeah, except for the giant armored cock, it's all good. Yeah, and and the thing is too, it's it's totally unnecessary. Like when you look at the structure of it, it, it sits loose. At, and this is his codpiece, but it's also like his buns at the back, and it's just all a bit too loose and big. It, so it's 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 totally unnecessary. It's not like that that has to stick out that far because of something else that has to be behind it. It's just the way that it's designed. And so I just don't understand how no one went, you know what? That looks really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, t- until you actually get wang burn from running really, really fast, I guess, you know, it, yeah. it, it's hard to, yeah. Yeah. So mm. we just kind of put that, Aside, <laughs> um, he comes I don't with. Think you can put that aside. No, you can't. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> so he comes with uh, interchangeable hands. So he has got kind of outstretched normal hands and fists, um, very easy to put on and off. And uh, he, like I said, I'm really happy with this from the point of view of um, posability. Um, I'm really happy with this from the point of view of articulation. Um, he, in terms of the figures that I have, have of this so far, which is, um, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Flash, Wonder Woman wins on looks, I think, just in terms of, um, you know, she's beautiful and it really looks like Wonder Woman, but loses big time on possibility and, uh, just the ability to stand up by herself. Mm. Um, Green Lantern wins on the uh, accessories because his energy blasts are awesome um, and he's really posable. Um, but he, proportion-wise, his legs are just enormous and his thighs are enormous. Um, you know, Flash wins certainly on um, codpiece size, Um but just in, in terms of ease of posability um, and articulation, Flash is the winner so far. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm, I'm. This isn't going to be a fantastic score because I, I really, I'm not going to take a point away with the codpiece. That's a design thing. But I mean, I'm mm. not, not a huge fan. Um, the lightning stuff, I feel, is a fail. Um, it just doesn't. Even if you get it all in place, to me, the only point of it should be that when you compose him in a way that it looks like, um, he's running at super speed, but they're pointing out in all different directions, it just doesn't work. And the, um, arm lightning is, I just think in the wrong, possibly in the wrong place, but definitely the way that they have done it is, super fiddly and unnecessary um so uh i'm gonna give this a seven um Mm. which look i'm really happy to have it i actually really like the figure i think he's beautiful photographs really nicely um and looks great against the other ones but i'm just i really i feel like this needed one more kind of meeting (laughs) you know like obviously when you're the designer of some of this stuff you get very married to some of the ideas and too close to be able to be objective about it. And I just feel like there was one more meeting needed before this design got approved to go, you know, do do we really, that's a really complicated way of getting that uh, arm lightning there. You know, couldn't we do it differently? And um, 
hey, about the cod piece. <laughs> I wonder if before they came into the meeting, they're like, oh, quick, pose them a different way so that doesn't show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have it on your desk in front of you, if you sort of move side to side, you know, does it like follow you around the room? <laughs> it's not. You, actually, you can kind of position it um, down. You can kind of position it so that it doesn't look so much like a cod piece and it just looks more like crotch. You know, it's just, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's a bit of one of those things that once is seen is hard to unseen. So... <laughs> Fair enough. But I didn't really notice it until once I was, because, you know, I'm kind of testing out articulation, posing, et cetera, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I had it set on the table and kind of walked away and sat down and looked back across the room and I was like, dang, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somewhere there's a bunch of people in comic shops and they've got black electrical tape and they're putting them over the trays. and the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Well, coming up after that most excellent review, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Well, red carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And I think this week it's in the latter category. Um, John, why don't you try and explain this one? Okay, well, you guys have probably noticed that I've been not obsessing, but had an interest lately in uh, some of the Japanese stuff coming out. We, we had the great discussion with uh, my friends from over at the superhero time podcast and William best we be West about uh, power Rangers and the newest version of the Japanese power Rangers is uh Tokyo uh, and or I guess it's called Russia Sentai Tokyo and um, basically, you know, the power Rangers, they all get together and they have their vehicles or animals and they form a mecha zord kind of thing. And this one is based on trains. So all of them have their own individual trains and they come together to form a big robot train. And that's all well and good. But um, <laughs> Bandai has his calm, Scott. I'm trying. Has uh, has made a toy of this uh, this Megazord or the yeah, the Megazord Megazord. Sorry. And uh, the Megazord is Tokyo. And um, he the main body, you know, you, you guys know how these things work. It's like uh like Voltron, where, you know, each kind of mecha forms a limb, and then you have one central one, and the central one is a red um, steam locomotive, we'll say. And um, as a, I'm assuming this is a weapon. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the red train kind of flips down into a weapon firing position. And um, Bandai has been kind enough to make us a toy of this which um we'll we'll call it interesting and probably i'd be surprised if it makes it to american shelves just because um <laughs> it's a penis the, train it's a penis train yeah the, the the train flips down and comes from the crotchal region to uh crotchal. come out and uh you know it's a giant penis train. There's no other way around it. I wonder actually if it's all like a public service thing. Like, you know, when, when you are shooting trains from your penis, it's time to go to the doctor. Seriously. Uh, I, I, li- 
I love the fact to get the figure to stand up, you know, when he's fully assembled <laughs> in his, his, his form, they, um, they have to have something under the penis train to <laughs> get it to, yeah. you know, he's got like yep. a cane under there. I mean, it's so large. It's yeah. I can have the thoughts. So, so just kind of thinking about concepts that needed one more meeting. <laughs> this to me is a great example of where obviously, uh, <laughs> enough questions were just not asked like you know, <laughs> does it does it have to shoot out from there mm-hmm. you know like if he, if he if he shot a train out from his chest i mean that would still be disturbing i think you know tra- trains ejecting from any part of your body are i think not desirable but uh yeah, if he shot it out of his chest, it could it couldn't be like an actual weapon. But you know, surely, no, surely somebody. It, it, to me, it must be a piss take, really. Yeah. Like, surely somebody would have said, "Um, it looks like a penis train." <laughs> uh, that could be them right now. I, yeah, that very well could it be. It could be saying, "Hey, thanks for pointing that out. We are I'll, so I'll embarrassed." Yeah, we're recalling the penis train at this very moment. <laughs> Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> Hello, penis train. <laughs> penis train, is that you? Ah, traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, and Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now, ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Well, here and ready to complete our third toy of the week is Mr. Engineer Nerd himself. So over to you, sir. And just because I'm the third, I have not one, not two, but three things that I'm I'm looking at. Hooray! Yeah. So, and uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I picked up some of the Blind Bag Simpsons Lego figures, and they're obviously Blind Bag. They're Lego. Um, you guys know how those are. I, I'm not going to go into the packaging. The you know little foil envelope with a little insert in them. Um, and uh, I was in the store last night when I saw them. One of our local stores called Meyer, kind of like a Walmart. And, uh, Mrs. Nerd kept going down the aisle when I saw him. So I didn't get to really feel around a whole lot. So I just kind of picked up a couple, felt them, said, okay, I'm just getting three. Huh. And then I walked away. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, and the other problem was is the phone app I used didn't have the Simpsons stuff on it. So I really had no clue what I was getting. And I managed to get Itchy, Scratchy, and Maggie Simpson. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the hugest itchy and scratchy fan, but it's kind of cool to have both of them together. And, you know, because if you had one, you'd have to go find the other. And to get both of them just at random was kind of neat. So, <laughs> uh, and um, so I, I pulled them open this morning, put them together, and they're pretty cool. Um, I have to say, compared to the pictures that are on the package and even the insert, I, I'm I'm more impressed with them, I think, in person than I was whenever I first saw you know, what I thought they looked like. Um, the itchy and scratchy in particular look pretty good. Mm. Uh, itchy's done with the short little like hobbit legs. So they don't move, but it, it, you know, he's a character. It's obviously shorter. So, uh, you know, he's, he's down a bit. Um, paint obviously is, it's fairly simple on these. And I, I think here's, you know, where the, 
the style really suits Lego because Lego kind of does those simple, um, you know, paint type operations. And I, I think the Simpsons, you know, you don't need a whole lot to convey the character. And I think they did a great job. Um, you know, I, we talked about, they have fully sculpted heads. It's not like a, a Lego head with a, you know, a face painted on it. So that's kind of different. And, um, again, once I got it out of the bag, especially with the itchy and scratchy, um, really a lot better than what I expected. Uh, one thing that I kind of threw me off is the sculpting is really good. I mean, you know, you got a cartoon character, so it's not so bad. It just has to be really, I think, fairly clean. Um, but they're, they're rubbery. I was expecting more of a hard plastic type of, um, type of head, but they're actually more, um, rubbery than that. They like itchy's ears have some flex to them. Um, the one drawback I think to that is his, the paint on his head seems a little tacky Mm -hmm. and actually the whole head seems a little tacky to me. So, um, pretty cool. He comes with a little club. So he can club uh, Scratchy over the head, and then uh, Scratchy comes with an axe, and the axe is painted. You know, it's it's actually got a, a brown handle and a red and silver head, so uh, uh, pretty good. And he's got the extra little piece for the tail. I'm sure that's probably been used somewhere else before the cat tail, but um, used really well here. Uh, again, the paint's fairly simple. It's kind of funny um, when I opened up the, uh, the the Scratchy, his head fell on the floor. Uh-oh. And, uh, and, and I, um, I, I picked it up and when I picked it up, I realized that that was such a perfect thing, you know, to have, have his head that you could, you know, take off and kind of just have laying around if you really wanted to. Um, if you're familiar with itchy and scratchy, that would make sense to you. But, uh, again, it's more of a rubber head. Um, the paint on both of them though is just perfect, um, for these characters, I think. And, and the, in the sculpt, he's got the, the little tongue sticking out in the teeth. So, um, no complaints there. And like I said, it's kind of cool to have both of them together. Um, and, and he's got the regular legs so he can, he can walk now. Um, the one I wasn't sure about was Maggie because the pictures I'd seen her eyes didn't look right to me. Um, they looked like they were painted kind of off, but I think they may have changed this a little bit because she's kind of looking up into the, up into her right. So it looks pretty good. She's got her little pacifier. Um, they actually made a, f- looks like probably a whole new body for her because she's got her little sleepy thing on and you can see some hints of feet, but her body is all one piece and she's got like a little sleeper tail that she always has coming out. Um, she's got all the appropriate little spiky hair. Uh, really no complaints there. The bow's painted on the front, which makes it, gives it that Lego look. And like I said, I think the eyes, um, on the actual figure are better than what we'd seen, at least what I'd seen in, in photos. So, um, much more happy with the figure in hand than I was with the pictures. She comes with a pretty cool accessory because she comes with, uh, Bobo the teddy bear. And yeah. if you're familiar, uh, Bobo is the teddy bear that was Mr. Burns's that through a series of events through history ends up with Maggie and, um, Burns does everything he can to try and get Bobo back. Rosebud. So, Rosebud. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Bobo actually has some rips and tears painted on him. So I think there is a teddy bear accessory already. He may actually be the same, uh, mold. Let me just check here. Yeah. He's the same mold as the panda cub from the movie line, but, uh, obviously the different paint and the different color, you really almost probably couldn't even tell. Oh, um, they're clever, aren't they? 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, like, um, I'm pretty sure that clubs were used, the axes were used, but they're so, they're so clever in how they put pieces together. And I think they've got such a catalog of pieces now that a lot of these Simpson pieces probably are reused. Yeah. 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 But they're, they're done in such a way that, um, you know, it's good reuse. It, yeah. It's not just putting something together to put it together. They've, they've done a good job with it. Yeah. So overall, just, go ahead. Oh, no, so they literally just had to sculpt their heads. And, and what I really like is that the, the principal characters in the blind bag figures have significant changes from their counterparts that come with the Simpsons house. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the little pack-in brochure, and they've got all the all the heads pictured, and they are just cool. I, I just, I, I'm in, so impressed. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, I I have to say, I'm I'm really impressed with these. Um, I'm gonna go uh, only because I got two unarticulated lower body figures. Uh, I'm gonna go nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But that's probably more due to fate than anything else. You know, if I had a little more time to kind of feel out, I could have bagged me a homer. <laughs> well, I've got two spares, so you can have one of mine. We may have to talk. <laughs> I may have to go back and see if I can I can round up another one. Uh, I'm literally the worst feeler-upper there is, so I'm going to have to work out how I'm going to get the remaining figures. Cause, um, feeler-upper. Otherwise, I'm going to end up with a, about a billion duplicates. So. <laughs> I, I yep. have given up on that. I just, like, you know, with the Lego movie ones, I only really wanted certain ones. Like, I, and I had to have about three go. I got my panda guy, suit guy from one of the, stole it from one of the kids. Um, <laughs> but no, there was an understanding. I was like, I bought these for you, but if any of them are the panda suit guy, you will give it to me and I will buy you another one. <laughs> um, but then I really wanted the Taco Tuesday guy, and it took me about three goes. And every time I was like, I've got it. That's definitely the sombrero. Like, bow, bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's me. Yep. Yeah. So I've stopped now. I'm just like, just grab it. And, you know, if I, it's like with um, some of the other blind box stuff, it's like, well, I'm either buy the whole set on eBay if I want it, or, you know, from a retailer, or just take my luck. Mm. Mm. I, I have to ask how how cool is the uh, the blinky fish with Burns? Is he pretty cool? Because he looks awesome. Well, it's um, there's nothing inside the the container. It's actually an emblem printed on the. So it's a regular Lego head that's just clear, um, and then they've just imprinted the fish on the on the yeah, outside. That's just so so clever. Yeah, so the fish really? isn't actually inside it or anything like that. Well, it it looks cool in the pictures, but um, I actually think they may have changed some of the accessories around on these compared to what we'd seen previously. I'd have to go back and look, but mm. um, I I know Marge. I didn't think that's what she came with because she's coming with Donut Fancy magazine. Yeah, uh, it's, it still looks like the movie Donut emblem Fancy. on it, but uh, yeah, Homer with the first Lego Lego Donut. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Donut Fancy. Yeah. yeah, these these are fun though. Yeah, very and, and I have way too many Lego figures sitting around me at the moment. <laughs> way too many. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for that, Mr. Nerd. And uh, coming up after this, we'll do some feedback before we wrap up the show. Open the jar, The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad, what's wrong in power? I'll get us inside, Ram Man, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull, each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. 
no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out. And Scott, you have our first piece of feedback. Well, I sure do. Um, this is a tweet from a chap on Twitter that goes by Cool Dad Matt, and he tweeted, "Shout out to AF Blues for making my workday go by so much faster. Thanks, Dads." Well, hmm. thank you. Indeed. Great feedback. Awesome. Hmm. I wonder right. if that's because it's painful or. <laughs> <laughs> Could be yeah, Very good Alright, Mr. Nerd, what do you got? Well, if you listen to the last show um, You'll know that the Planned Banter guys Maybe got mentioned a few times Just a um, little And um, I, I was a little concerned that You know, they might not talk to me after last week. But they did, and they said that they fully support this idea of a planned banter action figure blues hate mail exchange. I think it will totally confuse everyone. So um, (laughs) that's very. I have to say thank you guys for being good sports because uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys did too when you listened back to it. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. It's nice to have... um you know, nice camaraderie between uh, uh, podcasts with similar interests. Oh, yeah. 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 Very good. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the show. It sure does. So yes, it another does. excellent use of four hours of our time. <laughs> okay. Oh, and as we record this, it's the day before Mother's Day. So if you're in the States and didn't send your mother a Mother's Day card, uh, you might want to call her, yeah. Or maybe you don't. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. She's mad at you. Happy Happy Mother's Day, all the mums. Or you do what? Um, see, one of the great things about having kids that are old enough to talk on the phone is you get them to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should smart. call. You should call Grandma. Tell her Happy Mother's smart. Day from all of us. Yeah. It's hard to get dogs to do that. Oh come on! Where's your creativity? I like how in one episode we can. Talk about you know, sending out fond wishes to mothers and grandmothers, and in the same episode, talk about trained penis <laughs> and crotchal areas. Crotchal areas. Crotchal areas. <laughs> All righty. Okay. <laughs> See you Bye-bye. guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Don't miss the penis train. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> disturbing. <sighs> Love it. Good job, guys. All right, I am going to yeah, bed. Good night to you all. Up early. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. See you guys. Bye guys. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. 
You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we'll feature a terrific trio of Toys of the Week reviews featuring the Twin Army, Futurama, Talking Action Figure... Oh. <laughs> Can you actually do from this episode, because you, you broke up a moment when you said Mike. I don't know if it was just emotion because you love him so much, or... Yeah. <laughs> like Mike's Comics and Stuff, but I find it a bit hard to say. <sighs> just get a bit teary. Teary, because he's just so good. And Magneto and Marvel Now Cyclops. And this is uh, also going to come with the Jubilee Build-A-Figure. Have we lost Ben? Yep. I was like, I'm, I'm talking about Marvel Legends and Ben isn't saying anything. This cannot be correct. Man. Ben, where are you? Ben. <laughs> Okay, try again. Hello. Dude. Hey. <laughs> I'll just start that again, okay? And that's why Marvel Legends suck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is he back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he shot it out of his chest, it could it couldn't be like an actual weapon. But you know, surely no surely somebody it, it, to me, it must be a piss take, really. Yeah. Like, surely somebody would have said, um, it looks like a penis train. <laughs> uh, that could be them right now. Uh, yeah. That very well could it be. It could be saying, hey, thanks for pointing that out. We are I'll, so I'll embarrassed. Yeah, we're recalling the penis train at this very moment. <laughs> Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> Hello, penis train. <laughs> <laughs> penis train, is that you?